Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. And I'm Sue Smith. And we have scams. Guys, we are crushing these intros. We're in person. Did you have any good scams this week? Did I have any good scams this week? This week I did. Honestly, Sue, you called me out because I was like, could we do something? I know you I was going to scam very great people. Something like. private. Yeah. I can't say it. I was thinking of like, I was like, could we do this? And then could we? And Sue goes, please don't scam these very nice people. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. But my next thought was, no, that's scammy. But I didn't send the text just in case you were into it. And then I was like, because would Sue be into it? And then you're like, no. And I was like, you're right. That is mean. I'm not going to be scamming. So yeah, it's nice to have a friend who can call you out on your scams. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you're not offended. Oh, I'm not offended. But I was like, yeah, that's kind of shitty. But if she's into it, (laughs) we'll do it. Well, I have a coupon update. Um, This glasses company that I love called ClassicSpecs.com had a half off sale this week. So I got a new pair of sunglasses for $45. And I'm very excited. You know me. I'm becoming a coupon queen here in she California. Is, she discovered coupons and she's crushing it. woman. Have you saved, what, like $48 yeah. mm-hmm. in one shop? You know what? I did. And then the next week I went back and I saved um, like $2 more. And it, But it was so intense. It was such the a draining thing, the couponing and then the finding the right things. And then Couponing is a lot of work. And if yeah. you ever see like Coupon Queens or whatever those reality shows, I can't watch very much of it because it's very obsessive. It's very obsessive and draining. they're kind of like hoarders. Like I saw the coupon ladies have like billions and yeah. of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, well, I got all this toilet paper, but they're like, isn't it rotting? I don't know. I don't know. It's rotting toilet paper. But that's not going to be Sue, you guys. No, because this week I went to Trader Joe's because I was so drained from last week, yeah. from the last two weeks couponing. And then I went to Trader Joe's and I was unsatisfied because the produce is bad. Life is hard. We try to get a deal. We're trying to get a deal, but we will never stop. Also, I think Lyft is having some sort of deal. Always check and see if you can get if you're doing lyft or sh- any ride share there's usually like a 25 percent off coupon. okay can i tell you lyft has this thing where if you're doing the shared you can do shared saver where it's like walk to your destination yeah. and save two dollars but every time i've tried to do it like you walked like down the block to like a general pickup location and it's cheaper but like every time i've done that there's they just pick me up and they yeah. you don't have to walk and then it's a dollar less guys that's a that. good scam all right you okay. guys one of our favorite scam correspondents is back he is a man that we love. We love to have we him never here. Have male guests. He's like a member of the family. He is a member of the family, the he scam family. Me. When anytime I visit LA, I'm like, I gotta see you. Yeah, a person that you call on the phone to talk to. Wow, you talk on the phone. You don't have many of those. No, not many. Okay, so great. Please welcome James, James Coco. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You guys, we just love you. Of course. It's so fun. I got to tell you, sitting in your living room, (laughs) this is is such a luxury. I had no idea. 
So James went to play baseball with my husband last night and told him that he had a severe cat allergy, which I did not know. And then I felt really bad. Oh, it's fine. You're I, okay? I hope so. I yeah. got out some we'll allergy we'll meds. It happens. Stay yeah, yeah, tuned, yeah. guys. Okay. I hope it's um, okay. Yeah, I wasn't always allergic to cats. No? When I was I uh, I grew up with a cat, but then when I was uh like sixteen I went to a friend's farm and I got hay fever. Wait, you said that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And that's then right. like all of my allergies that were dormant, like just what else did you get? That uh, was just dormant? like seasonal allergies. Oh yeah. But, so like, my eyes swelled up and um like I couldn't breathe out of my nose. Let's so let's pray he doesn't drop dead during this interview. <laughs> okay. This I'll is an exciting okay. interview. Um but you're Apartment is gorgeous. Thank you it so is. much. I feel like I'm living inside of someone's Pinterest page. You are. That's such a compliment. Yeah, Sue is a great stylist. <laughs> yeah. Sue will take something that I think looks good just in passing, and then all of a sudden it's in her home. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I liked that in a magazine. Yeah. And then Sue does that. Thank you. It's so beautifully curated. It's oh my so God. curated. Thank you. She I has think a it's lamp the that's a dinosaur. It's really nice. <laughs> That lamp was a mistake, actually. We ordered a dinosaur it. toilet paper holder, and they sent us the lamp, and they were like, just keep the lamp. <laughs> I love it. I anyway. love it. Um, I also got to say, Keelan, uh, I know I texted you this already, but I finished your book. Oh. And I loved it so much. It's such a good book, right? It's so good. Dangerous oh, Boobies, out now. Go buy it. Yeah, that's Dangerous really Boobies. Nice. You can either buy the buy the book itself, or you can listen to the audio book on Audible, or where, wherever, wherever books are sold. Wherever books are sold. Galen narrates the audiobook herself. I do. You are In the introduction, I'm very nervous and I speak pretty quickly. (laughs) But you're wonderful. You're so funny and so hilarious. And it's so... I, I just felt like it was such a wonderful book for anybody that's going through through what I you hope. went through or knows anyone that's going through that yeah. or anyone just like interested yeah. uh, to, to know what it's like going through, through an experience like that. And yeah. the way you talk about Alan, what just melted my heart. <laughs> Seriously. Aww. Like you gotta, He's you gotta really find great. yourself someone that Take talks about you the way Caitlin <laughs> talks about Alan. <laughs> Alan, are you listening? Yeah. No, Caitlin is a very good friend, and I think that really comes across in her book. Like she's such a very loving, nurturing friend, and I think her voice really nice. in her book That's is like that too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I like. I it was so funny. So we, my the person who plays Alan in the book, Ted, who we've Ted. had on our podcast, he played my husband in like two shoots we were in. Like the two times I got booked, Ted was my husband. It was really fun, and um. I had him play my husband. I was like, you have to do it exactly like this. I totally over-directed him. Yeah. So I was like, because this is how Alan handling my stuff was so healthy and like made it very simple for me and made it very loving and understanding with all my medical stuff that shocked me every time. Right. Where you would think somebody would come out of it in an aggressive way. You'd think somebody would come out of it in an intense way. And there's other things he's been like worried or stressed out over, but this was the most peaceful way right. to handle it. And, uh-huh. and your approach just to like the, the humor that you brought to the story was so funny. Like there's so many times I'm just sitting by myself listening to it, just like laughing. Thank <laughs> oh, like, you. Uh, that's so nice. Yeah. Everybody so read nice. or listen to the book. Yeah. I should funny. listen to it. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. I had trouble listening to myself. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't love it. <laughs> I'm sure. I think I've said this on the podcast before. It's a, I asked the guy doing the audio engineering, like, how long does it usually take? He's like, oh, one to two days. And mine was like over five days. because really? I, Yes, because I was dyslexic. I am dyslexic. Uh, and I kept redoing it or I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's – and I'm sort of slightly – I am telling my jokes. And so we just had so many mistakes because oh, it's gosh. hard for me to read. Even a book I wrote myself. Sure. It was challenging. I bet. And I, yeah. I give him a gift card <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah. I was like, take your girlfriend out. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, like parts of it felt like a very personal like stand-up set. Who knows? Aww. Thanks, James. That's amazing. so nice. Yeah. This is why we love James. We love yeah. him. He compliments us. James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First thing, immediately compliment us. That's it. That's it. Cool. So, um, James, but you have other updates for us yes. about yes. your So life. before we get into today's episode, which is about cryptocurrency. Yes. yes. Uh, we have some updates about my dad. Tell us. I am dying to know. Okay. And I didn't want to spill. I didn't want to spoil it. I wanted to tell you guys. I was watching a murder you. show and I was like, James, this person's in Ohio and the last name is Coker. Do you think your dad had a secret family? And oh, he was yeah. like, no. So about that. Uh, yes. Oh, geez. So I, they, uh, I've had like uh, siblings and cousins like email me to like give me some. Uh, correct me on some facts. Okay. Oh, Apparently, okay. my grandfather never moved to North Carolina. He moved to Sherman, Texas. That's just for the record. Oh, right. for the family members. Yeah. yeah but sure. here's the most interesting thing. So I, I had a long talk with my oldest half sister recently. When your dad tried to drop you off too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she called me to tell me that when he had his glioblastoma, his brain tumor removed, mm-hmm. his business partner in Columbus, Ohio, who we referred to. In the previous episode, yeah, uh, called that person called my sister uh-huh. and revealed to my sister that she and my father had been having an affair for ten years. I knew it! And she told my sister she was like, "I have to come see him. <gasps> like, I have to come see him in the hospital." Of course. And you know, my sister was hesitant, but also understood that yeah. it was important. Yeah. And so, the main obstacle became sort of running interference and yeah. making sure that my mom and this other person were not in the hospital at the same time. Did your time. mom wow. know about her? You know, I think my mom maybe had an inkling. A vague, but it's different feeling. to meet them face-to-face. But did, yeah, but did not know outright. So is this where the scrunchies were found? Yes. In her garage. The taillights, yeah. The taillights, yes, yeah, yeah. in Ohio. Um, <laughs> so she flew to Dallas oh, wow. to visit my dad in the hospital. My sister picked her up from the airport. Wow. And, um, brought, and so before... They went into the hospital. My sister had to give the nurses and the doctor a heads up. So he's like, so the person that's been coming to visit Mr. Coker has been his wife, but he is also about to get be visited by his mistress. So, um, they're, you know, they're both Keep it women, cool guys. Yeah. They're both women who are blonde. Do not be confused, <gasps> wow. but that is what's going on. This and, is so complicated. Yeah. And so they tried to run interference to make sure that like they weren't in the hospital at the same time. But um, for some reason, my mom like went back to get something and oh, no. this person was there. Wow. And so my dad cannot speak at this point because he just had this tumor removed from his brain. And my mom is sitting on one side of the bed holding one of his hands. Oh. And this woman is sitting on the other side <gasps> of the bed holding his other hand and he cannot talk wow. and he just has this like deer in the headlights look yeah. like, what the hell is, that is going the hardest, on the hardest way to and experience the, this and that's what killed him <laughs> <laughs> and so um, my 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 sister's husband my brother-in-law was there as well yeah watching all this go down <gasps> And after my mom and my uh, father's uh, girlfriend Mm -hmm. uh, left the room, my brother-in-law sat down on the bed with my dad and said, Jim, Mr. Coker, (laughs) 
I know you can't talk right now, but when you can, I want to know what it was like sitting on that bed yeah. with both of them, on each, <laughs> with each of them on each side of you. Oh my god! And uh, my when my dad used to talk to my sister, he would never ask about um, Bruce. Husband, yeah. yeah, and then from then on, whenever he would call, the first thing he would say was, "How's Bruce?" Oh, his buddy. Okay. His buddy in the line of fire. Tell him about it. Wait, did, so wait, then afterwards, your father did, was able to speak. Yeah, but it was, um, um, you know, he, he wasn't able to speak with the same ease. That right. He was able to. Did he, did, did he tell Bruce? Oh, I don't think so. I, don't know. I have two questions about this. One, do you think him and the business partner had any kids? No, because I think um, they were both older at the time. Okay. okay. And then two, you didn't know that the the, the business partner came to visit until this episode aired? Correct. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> Did you talk to your mom about it? No. No, of course. Um, no. No. That's um, so funny. James, how are you feeling? This is so much information well, for you. Uh, yeah. I, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, but yeah. here's there's something else. Okay. Oh, God. Apparently... She has written a book about her affair with my dad. What? Whoa. What's it called? I don't think it's out. Oh, my Just God. for her own records? Yeah. And, and apparently, wait, like, did she telling your mom, uh, not your mom, your, your, your half sister. older sister, like, all this? Yes. She, so, this, so she is, like, her lifeline. Like, she is, like, 100%. I have yeah. to now yes. say it all to you. Because yes. that must be incredibly challenging to be, like, this big secret. Sure. Yeah. And then... And Good or bad. Like, it's just a tough place to be. Yeah. And I thought it was fascinating that you wrote yeah. a book. And um, my sister was like, do you want me to do you want me to put you in touch with her? You can talk to her. I'm like, not really. Yeah. No, I no, was no. like, um, I was like, I have no ill will towards this person. But like, I don't really need to have a relationship with yeah, her or yeah. talk to her. Um, and she's like, never part of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I will say, um, if that book ever comes out, I'll be one of the first people to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to learn about I your dad. Love a summary of the book. Oh, I will yeah. read that. Yes. Yeah. He's like, uh, she's like, well, I can get you a transcript of it from her. I'm like, no, I don't need that. No. I'll, just, I'll wait for it to come out. Oh, Is she my. planning on, on publishing Amazon. it? Is she going to publish it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. That's amazing. Wow. I hope so. Oh, wow. How is your sister feeling with this? Is she, does she feel like a connection to your dad or like some things are answered for her a little bit? My older sister and I, uh, I think I talked about this in the previous episode. Um, both had a similar uh, relationship with our dad. Like, yeah. We had a great relationship right, with our dad. Right. But our other four siblings did not. Right. Because you were the first yeah. of that yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, I have a question. You said that you, in our last episode that you thought your mom may be currently getting scammed. Do we have any more info on that? Uh, I think things are going well right okay. now. Okay. Okay. Good. Say, I think we, we for, just love her and we, we're thinking about yeah, her. Yeah. For her. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're hoping. I think for right now, things are going okay. Living life. Oh, I'm okay, so good. excited for her. Sometimes yeah. I'll just be walking around thinking, I hope she's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited for her second chapter in life. And I, she doesn't know me. I don't know her, but I do wish her such joy and peace right now. That's so beautiful. Me too. I really do. I yeah. wish her all the best. Yeah. Hey guys, girls, I got a question for you. What are we even doing with our lives, huh? Are we career-minded? Are we 
having children, I don't freaking know, and my time is almost up. Well, thankfully, Modern Fertility is here to make things a little bit easier. It was created to be the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You just mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Did you know that if you go to the doctor and get your fertility tested, it can cost like $1,000, which is insane. But modern fertility only costs $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash scam, you can get 20 bucks off your test. So you'll get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. The results will go in depth into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. So for me, you know that we've been on this journey, so I like got my kit in the mail, Then when you get your kit, you have to wait until you're on day three of your period. So I had to wait almost a month until I was on day three of my period. And then you prick your finger, which is pretty easy. And then you put some blood drops on this little card thing. Also easy. But if you have a cat who wants to be near you at all times, she may just tiptoe through the little blood which is what my cat did and her paws got all bloody and she tracked blood on my coffee table anyway yes can you hear her what do you think noodle yeah so this is my cat children but maybe one day i'll have real children and we'll see if my test is not contaminated uh we'll see once i get my results if if i'm having cat babies or if i'm having actual human babies you know honestly i'm cool with either I'm cool with either. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners 20 bucks off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash scam. That's modernfertility.com slash scam. Modernfertility.com slash scam. Do it. See if you're going to have cat babies or human babies. Okay, bye. So James... And Marshall Stratton have a series on UCB comedy. Yeah, so Marshall Stratton and I wrote a web series uh, called Crypto Boys with a Z. <laughs> with a Z. About with a Z. cryptocurrency. Um, it's part of UCB Innovation Inc., which is cool. a half-hour sketch show. Oh, cool. That was done with uh, in collaboration with UCB Comedy and Nerdist. Oh, cool. So it's a half-hour sketch show where there's a number of like recurring like short Bits. series. Yeah that come back each episode. Cool. And so Crypto Boys is one of the things that comes back. Uh, we did like seven episodes. You know, they're like three minutes long. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of fun. Really but fun. In the process of writing it, I wanted all of the references to be authentic. So I did like so much research on Great. cryptocurrency. Perfect. While, like I have to do a disclaimer before we start talking about this. I do not consider myself a cryptocurrency expert. But, at all. but you are a crypto boy. I'm a crypto boy. Boys. Yeah. He's a crypto through and boys. through. A crypto boy, B-O-I. A B-O-I, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and so this is just what James has gathered, similar to when Sue and I talk about our medications. It's just information right. we've gathered yeah, over yeah, the yeah. years. Like I merely like, did experts. research for it. And, and we appreciate that. Fascinated mm-hmm. with the different aspects of it. But mm-hmm. if anyone's listening to this and thinking like, what that guy just said is totally wrong, please 
Yeah. You know, slide in my DMs and tell me. Tell us. Also, <laughs> don't take our financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> don't invest based on... Don't ever on us. Yeah. Um, and also, James, just, you know, disclaimer for me, I don't know anything about this. You don't well, know gonna, anything? We're going to talk, talk about that. All right. gonna, I'm going to give you like a nothing. quick tutorial, like some background nothing. on crypto. So. It makes me nervous. And I know that like my friend's husband had to buy another computer just to like mine for crypto, yep. cryptos, whatever they are. <laughs> 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 and I couldn't handle it. It overwhelmed me. Wait, so I blocked it out of my mind. One question. Where can where's the easiest way for people to see Crypto Boys? If you want to see Crypto Boys, uh, you can go to our website, CokerandStratton.com. There's a, t- a Crypto Boys tab with the, the links to all the videos. Yes. Or you can go to Nerdis's YouTube page. But the easiest way is probably to go to CokerandStratton.com. All right. All right, cool. Okay. cool. So uh, we're just going to just a quick tutorial if you guys are like Thank not you. super familiar with cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency is essentially like uh, an electronic peer-to-peer currency. Aww. So like what it is essentially... <laughs> Already I'm like no, peer-to-peer. <laughs> so, 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 so. Essentially what it is is like um, it's, a, it's a currency that exists as like a computer code. What? It's just like code. Can you even make it up on your own? Can you just type in a new little code and be like, I got a couple of dollars? That's crazy I mean, to me. Theory, yeah, yes. right. If it's just a code, code means well, nothing. kind of because people start their own cryptocurrencies all the time. Yeah, so kind of. So, yeah. is it a way to trade between people for goods and services with this like arbit? I guess money's arbitrary. It's an- anonymous is the benefit, right? Um, yeah, privacy is one of the big benefits. Yeah, keep going, um, and then I'll ask all my questions. But essentially, like most cryptocurrency cr- uh, transactions, like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. are tracked on a digital ledger. So, like. Okay. Um, it, which is like, and then it's verified by a system of networks, uh, that make up what we know as a blockchain. So essentially like what happens is you will have a computer that's connected to a network and all of the computers that are connected to that network will help verify the transactions Mm -hmm. to make sure that like that money is not being spent twice. Oh, I'm very confused. Okay. So. Is Bitcoin the only one? No, or there multiples? no. There's like right now. There's about three thousand cryptocurrencies out mm-hmm. there. Okay, and the way to make your own cryptocurrency is you just get like a group of computers together on a network, and you all say we all believe in this, and we're gonna watch and give it checks and balances as it transitions. More or less, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like a group of people in a village go like, "This is our money." Yeah, but a group of people in a village online. Well, well, I, I was talking to Jonathan uh, Braylock about this recently. He's very smart, lovely, very smart mm-hmm. guy. Like, and we we sort of came to the conclusion that like cryptocurrency is like comparing Catholicism when um, people split off and started the Protestant Church. Uh huh. Like mm-hmm. everybody at one point was only listening to the Pope. And yeah. Whatever that guy said was law. And then these people split off saying like, all right, we're going to take the concept of Christianity, yeah. but we're going to start our own system of beliefs okay. and the way of Lutheran, doing Lutheran, I think. Along yeah. 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 Presbyterian. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you think about it like that, like the Catholic church and the Pope is like. Bitcoin. Well, no, what I'm saying is like uh, the Catholic church and the Pope is like, uh, um, just formula? basic financial institutions and governments. Got it. Oh. And so we were like, we're going to take the system of of currency and we're going to decentralize it from established institutions like banks and governments that issue currency. So but these- the hard part about that is is that banks have like a whole regulatory systems and stuff, yeah. and then crypto isn't like regulated. It's at not all. regulated. Yeah, and that's why so many people, some people like it. People mm-hmm. think a lot of people think because it's decentralized because 
It is not connected to a government or financial institution that it is more. Uh, it's like the Wild West. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's also free. not being controlled by one entity. So it's more susceptible to scams, to lies, to like hacks. Totally. Oh, a hundo P. Okay. Um, but yeah, like. Um, but can you buy things? Like, can I buy uh, a legal <laughs> um, counterfeit purse with cryptocurrency? Yeah. You totally can. Let's say, and I, who, who did the episode about the dark web? Was that Austin? That was me and Austin. Yeah. So like you can go on the dark web and buy like illegal drugs. And yeah. It's sent to a PO box. It's not your address and you can pay with Bitcoin and Bitcoin is like essentially anonymous. So people can't track where it came from. A lot of people have the incentive to, um, to buy things that they shouldn't yeah. uh, by using crypto. Or that you won't have to pay taxes on maybe. Oh, no, there's no taxes, you, right? I don't think. You are supposed to pay taxes on the gains of selling cryptocurrency. Like, uh -huh. Let's say you bought Bitcoin at like, you know, um, 5000 and then its all-time high was like around 18000 if you sold it for profit. Yeah. You're supposed to report it as like the same way you would report um, making money off selling a stock. Okay. But a that's lot of people rare. still don't. Yeah, yeah um, that's hard. Um, but yeah. And that seems hard to track too. Yeah. You can't be like, well, I sold it here and technically, and yeah. Right. So you have the system of networks that are verifying the transactions okay. to make sure that that money isn't being like replicated or spent mm -hmm. twice. Those numbers and those codes. Right. Are only and using one time for that one purchase. Right. Yeah. And so those computers that are verifying those transactions, it takes up a lot of electricity okay. um, and computer power. Mm -hmm. By contributing your computer to helping verify those transactions, you are rewarded with a tiny bit of that cryptocurrency for oh. the work that your computer did. What? And that is what mining is. Oh. Use of electricity. Yeah. And your computer power. So if you're, you have, so your friend with the computer is just connected to that network all the time. So that's just by default, it's just going on its own. Yes. So then it's making money that way just by going on its own. Correct. But oh, I wow. I think he stopped doing it because it wasn't making enough. He was paying. It His take, electric bill was still more it takes expensive. Up, yeah, it takes up. Um, that's one of the biggest arguments against cryptocurrency. Bitcoin mining specifically yeah. uh, takes up a crazy amount of electricity. Yeah. And when it's um, when it's below a certain price, it's not worth it to mine. Yeah. Yeah, because your electricity bill. But um, then, isn't there another part of mining that's like some looking for unused bitcoins or something like that? So there's a finite amount of bitcoins out there. Yeah. That are just, you know, I, I wish I could tell you where they are. I don't know where they <laughs> tell are. Tell us. <laughs> but um, I think uh, by a certain year, those will all be found. Found. Those. Mm -hmm. So, like, what you're being rewarded with for mining is coming from some sort of reserve. But there's like a oh. finite amount of bitcoins in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I was saying, there's like a, there's like approximately around three thousand active cryptocurrencies, but there's really only ten that make up like. The majority of the market value. Mm -hmm. um, the big ones are Bitcoin. Bitcoin's like the OG one. There's mm -hmm. Ethereum. There's Ripple. There's mm -hmm. Litecoin. Um, and um, in theory, you can like buy like you could you could buy like a sandwich with Bitcoin. Oh, but it's a little slow. Yeah. And, uh, like if you compare it to like swiping a credit card. Yeah. Still today, like the process of verifying and the transaction actually going through. It's it's still a little slow, and mm -hmm. also it's still a little expensive when you're making smaller purchases. Uh huh. Okay. Um, if you're buying something like 
that's more expensive and bigger, it might make sense. But if you're buying something like a Coke or a drink or something like that, um, it, does, it doesn't make economic sense because uh, the transfer fees are still a little expensive. So how would you buy like a Coke or something? Do you just have a like a QR code? Yeah. Okay. And you can scan a QR code. But then that that business, if they don't accept Bitcoin, does it? You can't do it. No, do but it, will, it, do, it doesn't like for them transfer to American dollars. No, they would then have to go to an exchange and exchange the Bitcoin into currency. And I guess people do that if they people accept do Bitcoin. That. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk real quick about Tell the origin of Bitcoin. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to okay. ask. Awesome. I was going to ask. Cool. Um, most people attribute the origin of, of like the modern ecosystem of cryptocurrency to uh, around like October 2008, okay. where someone under the pseudonym or alias of Satoshi Nakamoto um, published a paper describing what Bitcoin digital currency was. Okay. And so um, some people think that Satoshi Nakamoto is an actual real person. Okay. Some people think it's a person that was using that name as like a nickname. Mm -hmm. Some people think it's like a collective of people. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people like compare Satoshi Nakamoto to like Banksy. Yeah. Like okay. cryptocurrency. Um, a rebel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Helping the people. Yeah. Um, but the paper was titled Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. And in January 2009, Nakamoto released the first software for Bitcoin that launched the network and the first units of the Bitcoin cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. Okay. And um, that was a software program to get it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm asking you a ton of questions. I just love asking questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this was like a system of currency that was decentralized for many banks or governments. Independent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not connected to banks, government, or what um, a lot of people in crypto refer to as fiat. Why? So fiat is any money declared by a government to be legal tender. Why do they oh, call it fiat? That we had that when we had the Utah people, the the Mormons. Yes, there yeah. was something with fiat in that. Really? I think. <laughs> Listeners, if you remember, I think I'm talking about that. Okay. Um, there's like different ways that you can store it. There is no physical version of cryptocurrency. Okay. It's not a coin you can hold in your hand. It's just code. Yes. Is Satoshi? He's still. We still don't know who that is. Still don't know. Who okay. He is. There's um, there's a lot of theories of who he is. Okay. And you know you you know every, so many different. It's people a raccoon so who lives in a garage. Yeah, He's it's a raccoon brilliant. with a straw hat. <laughs> Smoke a cigar. Who has I some think. zingers? He's really funny. <laughs> He's a smart guy. He's so smart. But um, it can be stored in a bunch of different ways. Like you can store your cryptocurrency on an exchange. What's that? Like um, like you know how like you can go on like E Trade or Vanguard, yeah. and like trade stocks. There are exchanges online where you can do the same thing for cryptocurrency. Right. So there's like ones called Coinbase. Um, so it's like an online bank. Or an yeah, online data it's a stock exchange. It's an online yeah. stock exchange. Yeah. Oh. So, like the bigger ones are like Coinbase, uh, Binance, BitMEX, um, but they're very susceptible to hacking. Almost all the big exchanges have been hacked and have had like millions, if not billions, of dollars of cryptocurrency right. stolen from them. So, like if you're trading all the time and you're like you need to turn around fast, people keep it on exchanges, but it's not a totally a safe, safe place. way. Then you can keep it on a desktop wallet, which is essentially like a digital folder on your computer yep. that is uh, not connected to the internet. Okay. Or you can have a hardware wallet. Um, there's ones that are called like a Nano Ledger or a Trezor. They're essentially like flash drives okay. that hold that code yeah. that you have to have a password to get into. And if you forget the password, you lose all the money. Oh, yeah. 
It's crazy. Hondo P. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's something called cold storage. What's that? Or a paper wallet where you actually print out the oh. keys and the addresses of your cryptocurrency on a piece of paper. I love that. And then you store it in a safe. Oh my god, I like that. Yeah. But then you have to go through and like X out if you use it, right? Like yeah, let's say probably. you you have to go through. And are they all equally susceptible to hacking or is one like Well, paper wallets aren't. Because well, right. once you once you print it out and, and it's, if it's on your desktop unless yeah. they take over your desktop. Yeah. Right. So for trading, that's like buy, buying and selling different cryptocurrencies yep. as they're rising and falling, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, Caitlin coin, right? Mm -hmm. If you started your own, could be on the thing and it could be Would like- I sell it for a Bitcoin? No, people could invest in it and then it'll bring the value of it up. Oh. And then once it's up, more people want to buy it and all this kind of so thing. So then like the Caitlin coin is worth like- 50 cents instead of three cents yeah yeah i still guys it's still so i know math me. is hard it's not the math it's just like it's how vague it is and that like then why don't you just use dollars <laughs> yeah but know. it's the same you... but then people make the argument like then who who is it to say that this dollar is worth anything yeah like like because all because currency used to be backed up by the gold standard right um so there was an actual reserve of gold sitting somewhere right. that you could exchange for that currency now our currency is really just backed by faith in the economy. Right. Right. And debt. Yeah. American debt. Yeah. yeah. You just have to basically, everybody has to agree on it. That's the thing. It's just yes. like, hey guys, let's all agree. This is worth this. Which is how we get into one of the first scams, which are called ICO scams. What's okay. that? So ICOs are like our, our initial coin offering. Like initial, like IPO. Like an IPO for a stock. Like if a company decides to go public and sell shares. I don't know what this is. Guys. So like if you have your like startup like Caitlin Co or what and you work on it for a few years then you're like let me go public and get investors and people to invest in this company. That's the number they use to that's invest. Your stock price, your like original stock okay. price is your initial public offering. Can your IPO change? No, IPO happens one time. Ooh. IPO is like your, uh, it's mm -hmm. like your soft open if you're a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like if you're a Broadway play, it's like previews. Okay. Yeah, there we go. We just need a theatrical analogy. Thank you. Thank you. But are people then using the soft open and previews as a reference? Yeah. If the yeah. show does better, then yeah. we use that as a reference. Yeah. yeah it's like, to uh, say good or bad. It's, it's just the day they, the IPO and is that just day. the day they decide to okay. start selling. Yeah. What is on your computer with that Austin was saying your personal pin? That you shouldn't have at Starbucks? Your VPN. VPN. That's totally different. I totally different. And I'm like, oh, so I really was thinking it was the same thing. I was like, wow, we all have it. Yeah. No. At Starbucks. Okay. All right. So, Great, so I am not a stock. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not, babe. But you could be if you really want. I could. You could be. Thank you. Um, so ICOs are initial <laughs> coin offerings like IPOs for stocks. Okay. Um, so let's like cryptocurrency um, is formed and they're like, we want to start selling this coin off to people. Okay. But the thing is the majority of ICOs that come out are total scams. How so? Because they're not real currency. Someone is arbitrarily yes. like what you were talking about. Like I'm going to make Caitlin coin. Whatever it is. About yeah. Myself. Um, like to give you an example, um, in 2007, I believe that 8% of the ICOs that came out were total scams what and that you would probably just price yours really high yeah so someone's just arbitrarily saying all right we've started this company we've started this cryptocurrency uh -huh. um it it does xyz and they try to like convince people that it's going to be the next big thing and they're going to make a lot of money and then everyone sends the money 
and then it's worth nothing and has no that's function. like on shark tank where they're like i think this profit this evaluation is be very valuable and they're like no you're an idiot i'm yeah. gonna pass wait how is one cryptocurrency different from another they all seem the same to me they all uh, some of them operate on different networks. Some okay. Different them, countries, right? Different yeah, some people. Of, yeah, some of them have different functions. Like different languages. There are some specific ones. There's one called Potscoin. Oh, which, that's for weed. Yeah, which is specific <laughs> to the cannabis industry. Uh huh. There are a lot of cryptocurrencies that are specifically tied to uh, the porn industry. Really? <laughs> so yeah. for like people to like pay for a subscription or something. Yeah. Or just to pay to. Porn. Yeah. Made of porn. <laughs> made of porn. Um, there's one called Dentacoin. It's <laughs> specifically for the dental industry. Stop it. Oh, I was thinking dents in cars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a Dentacoin, come, we'll fix it for you. Uh, what dentist is using Dentacoin? That's kind of fun. So dorky. It's so dorky. <laughs> and I kind of love it. But mainly, what differentiates cryptocurrencies are the networks that they operate off of. To give you an example of some ICO scams that happened, like in 2000, 17, there was one called Pincoin, where they raised $660 million. <gasps> Whoa. They're like, all right, you're going to give us your money, and then we're going to give you this coin in, in exchange for it. And then they essentially disappeared. The people who yeah. like, what? Yeah, that makes sense. Disappeared. Bye. And then... Because everything's that money. untraceable. Everything's yeah. untraceable. Yeah. And they just got to keep that money. $600 million? Wow. I think they were based out of Vietnam. And they took they took real dollars. When yeah. people invest, they invest other currency. The other currency yeah. being whatever. I love this. I know. <laughs> it's such a good scam. It's an amazing scam. Because the thing is, they're like, look, guys, it's like kind of like drug dealing. Like, yeah. Yeah. we know, like, you can't really trace us. You're not supposed to trace us. You're going to get in trouble, kind of. It's like selling um, It's like selling someone a bag of oregano and telling it's weed. Yeah, yeah. and being like, but you wanted it, so yeah, suck yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's like, cryptocurrency is so dumb. Why would you invest? <laughs> But Why would you invest in it? But here's the thing. Cryptocurrency also seems like it's like the cool, It like it gets a lot of hype. Like yeah. they'd be like, guys, we got to go into this whatever new coin is. Yeah. This is all the hype. Put all your money in. Like how the stock can be. Like kind right. of like we're yeah. all jazzed about it. Sure. And then it's like, yeah, but this is a fake place. Yeah. And That's so, yeah, and they deserve to get their fascinating. <laughs> we need to start, guys. We're starting Caitlin, Caitlin Coin. Coin. <laughs> we're starting Caitlin Coin. Oh my god. There was like another one that year called Arise Bank, which also like I think. Um, uh, stole six hundred million dollars. <gasps> American um, dollars. Yeah, but um, wow. But, like, I am sorry. I am like, there's joy all over my face. <laughs> so good. We're so excited but about this. Like, people like want to get it at the ground floor. Yes, you know, like buy when it's as cheapest. There's yeah. early excitement. So like, essentially, if you do decide that you want to get involved with an initial coin offering, you have to look at like certain factors. It's a look at like who is the team behind. Yeah. The mm. Do they come from other institutions or other currencies? Is it a podcast? Legitimate. Yeah. Do they have a podcast? <laughs> is it called Scam Are they yeah. doing it Did from their have- apartment in Queens? <laughs> Did they have a co-star on Vita? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Invest. Um, and then you have to read something what's called the white paper. Okay. The white paper is the foundational document for that project. Okay. So it's essentially like their mission statement. Okay. So it lays out like the background of the cryptocurrency, what their goals are, what their strategy is, and like their timeline and uh, implementation for that currency and project. Okay. So you you need to read that. Like a mission statement. Yes. 100%. And do banks have those? I guess. I never read my bank's mission statement. I guess guess that's the thing that businesses have. There was an issue a few years ago. There was this... um, there's a cryptocurrency called Tron that is traded on all the exchanges. 
And they essentially just copied and pasted their white paper from another currency called Filecoin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So these guys that got stolen, what was it? Pincoin? Yeah. Did they have just like a white, did they have all this stuff or no? That's a great question. Yeah. We're looking to see if Pincoin had a white paper. They might not have. Yeah. Um, And, but then you also have to think of like, what is the actual function of the currency? Right. And who does it, what does it work with? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, there are a lot of issues. I love these notes, guys. James yeah. has amazing notes. Uh, and we are just single space, five pages. Mm. <laughs> we are here for it. So like there are a lot of like the pincoin thing. There's a lot of things like that, like uh, that have happened. Like there was one called BitConnect, uh-huh. which was essentially a Ponzi scheme. Oh, no. Cool. So you would essentially, the last week with John Oliver, last week tonight with John Oliver did a great bit uh, on mm. BitConnect. Okay. Um, but it was essentially a Ponzi scheme. You would give them Bitcoin, and then they would give you back what was called BitConnect coin. And as long oh. as you held the BitConnect coin, you would earn interest on it. But the interest was in BitConnect coin. Oh, and yeah. so it was, but was, which was essentially like a currency with no value that they arbitrarily created millions of coins. But for. then they're grabbing all your bitcoins, which is a real successful currency, right? Yeah. And so um, at one point, BitConnect coin was worth like $509 per coin. Wow. And then people realized it was a Ponzi scheme. And, and then now it's out. worth like next to nothing. Oh. And it's, it, it like went away for a while and now it's back and it's worth like 50 cents. But like, you know, they essentially like, they allegedly frauded people of like millions, if not billions of dollars. Whoa. There's another one that mm. came out called OneCoin. And you guys got to watch this video. It's so good. There's okay. A, there, there was like a OneCoin. Uh, speech that she that this uh, woman named Dr. Uh, Ruja Ignatova did. She's from Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So she started this coin back, back in like 2014 or 15 or 16. And the video's on YouTube? Yeah, it's, video, it's so good. And she's like in this like sparkly like red ball gown and Perfect. she's talking in like an arena and she stuff. She should handle all my money. Um, mm-hmm. But it, so it was a currency called OneCoin, uh-huh. and she claimed like she was it was the Bitcoin killer, and it was going Ooh. to like change cryptocurrency. But essentially, OneCoin was also another Ponzi scheme that was said to have raised four billion dollars. What? And okay. now she's she disappeared. Yeah, of course. Yes, she changed her face. There is yeah. a great BBC podcast called The Missing Crypto Queen. It's <gasps> all about her. Wow. Ruja Ignatova. I'm getting chills. That's so good. Okay, so when she got that billion, was it a billion that she declared it was worth, or did people actually put their bitcoins in other currency? And no, actually... so people. She raised money. So she she, so she raised she four made, billion dollars. Right. What? She made and then hard gave cash. People these one coins in exchange for it, and we found out it was essentially a Ponzi scheme and there was really no nothing function there. or network. And wow. Oh, wait, so if there's no network, nothing's connected, you can never use it. Correct. Those are some of like the like scams that are similar to like ICO scams and, and things that like, uh, it's really easy, I think, to, to take advantage of people because it's like, um, it's exciting. Yeah. Yes, that's what t- I think the rush of it, of yeah. like, everybody jump on this thing. It's it's going to be the killer Bitcoin. Like, let's all be a part of it. This lady's in a sparkly dress. Yeah. Sign up. Everyone, yeah. Because everybody thinks about like what it's, it's like buying a lottery ticket. It is. Yeah. You know? 
And, and stocks are, are kind of like that too. Like yeah. it's like maybe we'll all make a lot of money out of just hanging it's out. Totally gambling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I think people get really excited about that. They trade and buy stuff on emotion. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Which is like the last time, last thing you should do. Yeah. You should mm-hmm. be like really logical about it's that. The stuff. only way I shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, but there's like a hilarious uh, culture on the internet about uh, everybody who like invests in cryptocurrency wants to drive a Lamborghini. Yeah. And um, so there's this thing called mooning. So like. Yeah, everybody wants their cryptocurrency to moon, which means like Showing it's on. going to um, hit its ATH or all time high. Uh-huh. And so everyone makes jokes about driving Lambos on the moon. Oh my god! Oh. So everyone's like, "Hell yeah, dude! Uh, you guys, you guys just don't believe in cryptocurrency. This is like a revolution, and me and all my friends are gonna be driving Lambos on the moon." Oh dog. my god! So like, there's these hilarious pictures of people like dressed as astronauts driving a Lamborghini on the moon. That's Did he get it with Bitcoin? What? Did he get the Lamborghini with Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's okay. this Bulgarian lady's Bitcoin called? It's called One Coin. One Coin. Ugh, I gotta watch this video. Um, yeah, I like uh, her. I like her. Yeah, the video's great. And it the podcast, great. the BBC. Podcast, but, yeah. Um, then there's other uh, like influencer po- posts um, and scams that are similar to what uh, you saw with like penny stocks. Mm-hmm. So um, you get you guys saw Wolf of Wall Street. Right? Yeah. No. You guys, no. No. Okay, that's okay. Well, you should watch this again. It's I actually should. good. I like Margot Robbie. So, um, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Jordan Belfort essentially um, was notorious for what were called uh, pump and dump schemes. Mm. Um, he would trade penny stocks and he would go around telling people, like, oh. uh, he would drum up like enthusiasm for that Saying stock. Saying people they should do it because it's so cheap, yeah. jump into it, raise the price of it. Mm-hmm. While he and a bunch of other people were holding the majority of the shares, and once the price went way up, they would sell it, make a ton of money. That's yeah. what Donald Trump does, right? That's what and Donald then, Trump does. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then the value of it drop, and everybody would be left with the stock that was worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Is that illegal or not really? Because you're just For sort of stocks. It is. Yeah, but aren't you sure. just sort of like chatting it up? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's insider trading or what. Um, I know for stocks it's Some illegal. Insider for knowledge. cryptocurrency, I'm not sure because yeah. it's um, it's not very regulated right now. It's mm-hmm. still sort of like the wild west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what I wanted to talk about before we get more into pump and dumps is a guy named John McAfee. Oh, yeah. I watched this documentary on Netflix about him. Yeah. He's hilarious. So John McAfee. Yes. Is, so he is this guy who um, started off as a programmer and software designer. Have you heard of McAfee antivirus? Yes, yeah. I have. This is him. This is him. Oh, McAfee, and they're always popping up on your computer. I know. Oh, yeah. So annoying like of the virus. 2000s. But uh, he started off as a programmer and software designer. He worked for a bunch of companies like Xerox and Lockheed Martin, and then eventually started his own company in the late 80s that developed the McAfee virus scan software. Okay. He sold that for like $100 million. Great. <laughs> Um, it, some people think after the financial crisis happened in like 2007, eight, he lost a lot of that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2012, he was living in Belize mm-hmm. and Sue can talk, uh, probably talk on this more than I can because she's watched a documentary, oh but allegedly, allegedly he was regularly doing a drug known as bath salts, which contains oh, a psychoactive yeah, stimulant narcotic, mm-hmm. uh, MDPV. Um, at age 66, he was rumored to be dating a 17-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in, disgusting. In he was accused of killing his neighbor, like shooting his neighbor in the head. Okay. He was on the run from the, the Belican government. Uh, he fled to Guatemala. He fully has armed security guards around his house at all times. Yeah. yeah. He ran for president in 2016 <gasps> as a libertarian. Okay. Um, in America? 
in America. Okay. So he came um, out of Belize, out of running. Right. He's a super fascinating guy. And you could, you, you guys should probably do an episode on Max Lee because he's oh, like, he's, he's out of his fucking mind. He, okay. He's fascinating. I'm looking up the documentary names to the, yeah. you know, uh, Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John Maxey. Yeah. I actually think Johnny Depp is playing him in a movie about I was just going to say, there's going to be a movie. Yeah. yeah like tomorrow. But over the years, he's become like a prominent figure in the cryptocurrency world and has been like one of its biggest proponents. Like he like is talking about how it's the future and it's revolutionary and a few years ago he started doing this post on twitter and i think other platforms it was called his coin of the week <laughs> and oh. so a uh, typical trend would that would happen would be that he would name his what his coin of the week or that he thought was like going to be the next big coin and the price of it would surge totally mm -hmm. drums up so much yeah. popularity yeah everyone like looks at him as like an influencer right. yeah. someone who knows what he's talking about but the surge typically like didn't last very long Mm -hmm. And so um, it was eventually disclosed that McAfee was charging cryptocurrencies like $105,000 per promotional crypto tweet. <gasps> so, yeah, so mm -hmm. it essentially was an ad. And he wasn't disclosing it at all. No, no, not at all. Damn. So he'd be like, oh, Verge is my coin of the week. And then everyone would start buying Verge and be worth like a ton. I'd buy Verge. If I was like, I love things of the week. I love yeah. when like the cut is like, this is the new lipstick you need. I oh, love yeah. that shit. But this is a huge fucking scam. Like yeah. that's yeah. huge. Hundo pig. And, and did so, he, get, he got in trouble for it or no? Because um, he, he lives in Belize. He eventually re revealed that he was getting paid to do this. But he lives in Belize. Like yeah. nobody, he's right. not. And if it's all yeah. cryptocurrency, you can't track it. Yeah. And so some people have implied that promotional posts like this are, uh, Allegedly, examples of pump and dump schemes. Okay. Like what we were talking about mm -hmm. before. Yes, that makes sense. Um, so, um, and just to clarify, like the reason that people are like so jazzed on crypto is because like a couple of years ago, Bitcoin got up to like $18,000. So, like one Bitcoin was worth $18,000. Yeah. And would you give it to a bank and a bank would put it into your account? So, you would exchange it on the exchange and then you would transfer the funds to, to your, your bank. bank. Okay. So like people, so Bitcoin gained this money in like a year. So like a year before, this was like 2017, maybe is the year that I dabbled in Bitcoin. Sure. Um, <laughs> so many of us did. We all He's did. So in 2017, it was worth like maybe $5,000, right? It was mm -hmm. worth like nothing. And then a year later, it was worth $18,000. So if you had one Bitcoin, you had 18 grand just like in your hand or whatever. So who is transferring it though? Like does Bitcoin... From everybody who bought money in, Bitcoin is its own little bank and gives you that money. Like, who gives you the dollars cash? The exchange. What is the ex the exchange? So, like, is I just would say, a company? Like, yeah. Like so it's like it's like it's like Coinbase or Bitmex or Binance. And so there, it's, it's like it's, it's like a e coin bank. Yeah. It's yeah. Like e Trader, Charles Schwab. Okay. Cryptocurrency. Okay. Like the stock market. Like the stock. Market. Okay. Um. So like That's these crazy. pump and dump schemes, like people like McAfee and there's other like influencers and stuff. They would drum up enthusiasm for a coin um, by like evangelizing it on yeah. multiple yeah. channels and it would drum up enthusiasm and people would start buying it. And essentially they would instigate a coordinated like purchasing frenzy for it. And like the coins price would climb. Yeah. And then other traders that were not connected to the Bubba Dump group would latch onto it and raise the price. And that would just be repeated. And then the people who are in the know, knowing that the coin wasn't worth that much, would sell it at a certain point. Yeah. Price would sharply decline. Yep. And the pump and dump people would make a ton of money, but the other people who didn't know about it were left holding losses, which is also called holding the bag. 
Okay. The empty bag once you get robbed. Yeah. Now, when you hold that bag, do you? (laughs) What happens? You're just like you're just out of money. Can you? You you can't like hand the bag over to. (laughs) No, it's your bag. It's It's your bag. bag. Wait, can't you take it to the Charles Schwab and be like, guys, help me out with my bag? No, you're cashing in like pennies but that thing oh. is it's not regulated so right you your bag's empty you yeah. just got some dust in it <laughs> and you're just dusty old bag it's gambling yeah. it's just yeah yeah no okay kidding. all right um so that's that's one of the other scams and then of course there's like the illegal use for cryptocurrency which we talked about earlier you know you can buy drugs in the dark mm-hmm. web because most crypto is anonymous you can't track it mm-hmm. so but so people are creating all these coins thinking that one of them will get as big as bitcoin yes. yeah and then most of them don't Everyone's yeah. trying to be big now. What things or well, what things can I buy with my pretend crypto coins? With like, your Bitcoin? can I buy a car with Bitcoin? Uh-huh. You can probably buy a Tesla. Yeah, if, yeah. The, if the person is willing to accept it, yeah. Oh, it's by a person. It's not by a company. Well, if a company, if a company or a person is willing to accept Bitcoin's currency, you can you can buy it with Bitcoin. Because I think I heard that some people, it's really helpful for some people that are in very high poverty in a very, you know, deep poverty. And then also like some homeless people are able to use Bitcoin sure. to get meals. So I've so, heard it's really helpful. It's like centralized. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that, that, I think like the concept and technology that is involved in cryptocurrency is like groundbreaking. Yes. And I think it will most likely over the years become adopted by already established financial institutions like banks. Like Bank of America banks. will have its own. Yes. Like okay. JP Morgan is already doing that. You mean oh. a blockchain? Yes. Yeah. They, okay. Like JP Morgan already has their own internal cryptocurrency. You get hacked so easily, though. I'm like, those guys are like sitting ducks to get hacked. A bank? Maybe. I, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think the technology around cryptocurrency is going to be adopted by the institutions that already exist, like mm. governments and banks. Um, but I think the majority of cryptocurrencies will eventually be worth nothing. Um, yeah. And like a handful will probably survive. Yeah. And remain. Um, but like, it, it's like a really fascinating world, but it's like super, super speculative. Um, because like transfer of cryptocurrencies is like still really slow, especially Very vague. Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. It takes up a lot of electricity. Now, when um, you say slow, are we talking about like you're sitting there waiting for your sandwich? It'll take five minutes? Yeah, it could take a few minutes. for. Okay, or wow. like not an hour. Not an hour. Okay. No. Um, but like like you were saying, like in places like Venezuela, where like the currency, where their currency, the Bolivar, has experienced like crazy infl- in- mm-hmm. inflation, um, Bitcoin is uh, widely used. Okay. Even though Bitcoin is volatile, it's considered a better store of value. It's still safer. currency than the Venezuelan Boulevard. Okay. okay. So like people will use that to exchange goods. Um, but... I think similar to the gold rush, the majority of the people that are going to make money off of cryptocurrency aren't going to be the people trading it. It's going to be all the things that go with cryptocurrency. Like, like the people who made money off the gold rush were like Levi Strauss, who mm-hmm. like developed denim and sold jeans to miners because they needed a tough material while they were oh, out. Yeah. People who sold like the pickaxes. Yeah. Or people who set up like inns and bars. Okay. Yeah. So I think like the people that are gonna make the majority of the money is are money are like the people who set up exchanges, the people who sell the hardware, like the computer like the wallets, engineers. The computers yeah. for mining. Yeah. Um the wallets uh, right. for holding your currency. Um, and also it sounds like the people that started it have already made the money, like, like sort of that boom and that like big pipe dream and everybody putting their money in like that excitement right before everything crashed, they already had made their money Totally, 10 years ago. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I think the, like the real reason people are into it because like investing in stocks, it's like, it's fun and exciting. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. We earlier. like, um, people love how, talk about how they're going to hodl. What's that? Hodl was like, um, hooking up with Bitcoin. The first time Bitcoin had like a big drop, mm-hmm. people started posting memes that said hodl, H-O-D-L, which is a misspelling of the word. Hold. hold. Yeah. And so people say they hodl. Uh, or their means they're in for the long haul. Like, to hold like, on to it instead of sell yeah, it. They refer to themselves as hodl gang. <gasps> hodl gang, hodl gang. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, but like there's people that think cryptocurrency is revolutionary in the future of currency. Like some people really buy into it. They're mm-hmm. like, they're like, this is the future. And then there are people who invested and hold on to it. Like I said, like it's a, a lottery ticket. And they're hoping that someday it's gonna change their life. But most likely we're at the forefront of a technology that's going to change the way we hold and transfer money, but ultimately it's just going to be adopted by the institutions that we already get. And Ooh. can you, with that, like, let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to hold on to this Bitcoin. It's worth all this money. Can you give part, like, but you really are hungry and you want a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so can you give like a fraction of yeah. your Bitcoin away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when they say Bitcoin, it's not like a penny, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. And then you give like, what do you say? I'll you, give you one sixteenth of my Bitcoin. Yeah, they, you, call it, they call it Sats. Yeah, okay. uh, Satoshi's. So, like, um, I think I forget what the actual denomination is, but like point, like point oh oh six of a Bitcoin is like six sets or sixty sets or something like that. Okay. So, so when you're selling Bitcoin, do you, you can also sell like fractions. Of yeah, of course. Can, you can sell yeah. a tenth of a Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So Bitcoin right now is $9,384.86. Yeah, and it was it was down to like five or six thousand or like in the last year. Oh, really? And it's it was and that's I think it was like eight last time I checked this week. But uh oh wow. It's just it's maybe I should buy. It's very volatile. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's so crazy because if it went up for eighteen, I'd be like, let's cash out. That, then you have eighteen thousand dollars. That's what bank. a lot of yeah. people did. So well, people who had it from the beginning just like when that went up, they like made so Are much money. Are people thinking it could, it's going to get up to fifty thousand? Some people do. Yeah, but like that's like it's the same thing of like buying a lottery ticket, lottery and the stocks. lottery tickets. Yeah, and yeah. stocks. Like there were people who were like um, taking out second mortgages on their home to invest in no. Bitcoin when it was at eighteen thousand. Oh, that's such a scam! And now they're left wow. holding the bag. Oh. Holding that dusty bag, <laughs> dusty old bag, <laughs> empty ass bag. Oh no! Wow! Yeah. Wow! This is crazy. Now, yeah. James, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What's what are your, your What's your personal? What do you got? What do you think? Are you gonna do Bitcoin? Or are you gonna not do Bitcoin? He does Bitcoin. At? I can tell. So <laughs> you got I, a couple coins. I yeah. bought a little bit of it when I did this research for just because I wanted. You to got like, it. See it's fascinating. Like. Yeah. And um. So, but it's like only like a couple hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, uh, of Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Litecoin, and a few smaller ones. Yeah. But it's like, it's nothing. It's like less than a thousand dollars. But do worth. you, can you watch it and see if it's going up and down? Like, is there yeah. a Bitcoin tag? Yeah, I got a, I got an Excel spreadsheet on my uh, computer <laughs> called Lambos on the Moon. Yes, he does. <laughs> but smart. also on Coinbase, it shows it's like a stock exchange. Yeah. Jeez. It shows if it's going now, up and down. Are you like, are you, do you have an idea of, is there something to you where you say, no, I'm definitely going to sell? Like, if this happens, no, I'll I just, I just, like, is it just for it fun? Yeah. It's, like, I don't think I'll sell it. I just, I just have it. Um, um, so how? Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I like, I don't, it's super speculative. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to most people. Um, 
it's so interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. Um, but there are also a lot better ways uh, to invest your money. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't know because it seems like there's so many people that are invested in this and that care right. and that are capable of hacking and aren't hackers. Like I, when you get into computers and the people that run in computer systems, I feel like there is more weird integrity than the banks. Yeah. <laughs> the banks, like we've always said, America's given up on the banks. Like the banks are like very hard Scams. to trust. Yeah, but sure. I feel like people in this little club, like it's a group project where you're like, we're in this together. Right. We're going to keep it just. We're going to... That's what I was going to ask is how big, I mean, there's no way to know. Do you think that the community is, it's like trading in all these like dumb little currencies? <laughs> you know, like... like I don't the, know how big it is. I know it's I, I know it's more popular in like China and South Korea is than it, it is in the West. Yeah. And um, countries use, like you're saying, like in Venezuela. But I don't, I don't mean just Bitcoin. I mean like people creating their own coins and like paying attention to like and, and oh, training going out and doing their own yeah like how currency. big is that community of people doing that like how popular is that that's a great question i don't know no i want saying. a follow-up on this bulgarian lady oh she's I fascinating know all about her you guys should do research you should do it yeah yeah. About her. yeah 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 she sounds amazing yeah we don't know where she is oh my god oh she's living her best life and i would get facial change surgery. she probably has had changed you her whole face. have to change her face yeah. Unless she was like a Banksy and like did everything. You got to watch this video though. It's so good. Uh, like I think it's like the guy who is int uh, introducing her. It's like he's never spoken in front it. of a crowd before. Oh he's like, God. and I don't know where he's from. I, he might be from Bulgaria, but he's like, okay, guys, <laughs> uh, Dr. Ruja is going to come out. And I'm going to say one, two, three. This is like a full arena. And, and when I say one, two, three, you are going to applaud for Dr. Ruja. And it's just, I was like, this guy just like does not know how to work a room. Wait. What's more important is this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Do we know the, it's like is he wearing a blue he's shirt? on the OneCoin um, YouTube channel. Oh, and there's fire awesome. and stuff. There's fire on the stage. Well, sure, when you got billions of dollars, put some fire in your flames. stage act. Cool. There are some some currencies that were made as jokes. So there's really? a currency called Dogecoin, uh -huh. which is a co a coin based off of a meme, like D O G E. Yeah, D O G E, and it's like a dog. It's like um, I forget what kind of dog it is. Um, uh, it might be an uh, Abita. Is that a dog? Uh, a Shibu Shibu Inu. Maybe it's a Shibu Inu. But Dogecoin is just like. It specifically started a currency as a joke. It's like they, they said outright, this currency has no function. This currency is a joke. We're making okay. fun of cryptocurrency and people still trade people it. People still bought it. People and is, bought are it. people still doing it right now? Yeah. Well, one, there, there was one called Coinye, which was for Kanye. And Kanye West and his lawyers sued them. Yeah. Uh, and so like it, it no longer exists, but it was like a... a the like logo for Kanye was like a cartoon Kanye. Oh my gosh! And so, so you could definitely start your own coin, yeah, guys. Let's do it tonight. How do you? How do you do it? I think how you gotta like get all the blockchains. A blog? <laughs> I don't know. Get all the blockchains. I gotta get on a blog. <laughs> I gotta blog it. Do I need some influencers? Wait. So do I write it? Okay, it's gonna be a picture of me, obviously. Holding up the peace sign. Yeah. Avi, and then maybe next to a bush or a hedge. I love yeah, gardens. Yeah, she loves a and hedge then, right now. I love a hedge. And then so then I just tell people it's worth 17 US dollars. 
Because that's a fun number. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, like how many how many Caitlin coins are going to be out there in circulation? Three. Three. <laughs> We're starting low. I have three family members that will totally support me. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> once we're out with three, then I got to talk to some place that'll transfer the money for them, right? Yeah, right. And well, then, what's going to be the worth of it? Like, are are uh, is Caitlin Coin backed by the career of Caitlin Brodnick? Like, yeah. Oh, like- no, no, no. That's risky. <laughs> um, it's going to be backed by friendship and love. Oh, my God. Then it's <laughs> worth way more than 17. Consistency, caring, house cleanings. Um, babysitting is it's that like an IOU? Yeah, it's an IOU. Okay, okay. So, so let's so let's say you can exchange Caitlin coin for babysitting and house yes. cleaning. Like, yes. how many Caitlin coins is it going to take for you for someone to clean you to clean their house? For me to clean their house, it's like half a Caitlin coin. Half Caitlin. Wow, coin. Yeah. that's a good deal. That's like nine bucks. All right. But then I'm going to tell everybody, including Trump, <laughs> you guys got to invest in Caitlin coins yeah. and then get it really big and then tell people I no longer work. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, OK, just just kidding. No more Caitlin coin. Well, yeah. And then I'm going to say, sorry, guys, the services have changed. Now all the services are just like emojis. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you a friendly text message. I love this for you. I'll send you like a fun GIF. A fun GIF. And then like and like we're going to hang. Yeah. Or we'll go out to dinner and you'll buy me dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that work? And then and then. And I take the money and have a big ball gown? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you come out on the stage, there's flames <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Hello, I did not clean anyone's house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I make your dreams come true. 888 We make all your dreams come true. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Thank you, James Coker. My Thank YouTube you, is not working. Thanks for having me. This Thank is a real treat. This is the best. Yeah. We love James. Guys, if you love James, you can find him on Instagram at this James Coker, on Twitter at this James Coker, on the webs at www.jameswcoker.com. Nice. You can also go to my website called helpmepickmyheadshot.com. <laughs> oh, really? Is that real? It's real. I love it's it. Helpmepickmyheadshot.com. And it's uh, like 50 pictures of Great. me uh, wearing a black turtleneck okay. with a mustache <laughs> and a beret. Love. But in every picture, the beret is just a different, different color. color. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real website. You I'm, so it right I'm so excited. And then uh, hopefully next time you come back, you'll have some more updates about your family. You'll have I your know, own right? cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have your own ball gowns. Yeah. Your own feeling. Bring your mom on. <laughs> I, I want to hang out with her. Mom. Uh, you guys, if you have any updates about James's family or cryptocurrency, <laughs> you can email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. And you can call us on my favorite thing, the Hot Tip Hotline, mm-hmm. 347-509-9414. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.